Welcome to the Future Insiders Podcast, a podcast about the future of tech, business, and humanity. Today, we'll be talking to Keisha Howard of Sugar Gamers about the future of gaming and virtual presence. This interview was originally recorded on LinkedIn Live. And I am joined today by my friend and former former coworker. We need to talk about that at some point. Keisha Howard and her kitty cat in the back. <laughs> Hi, Kathy, and thanks for having me. Like this is great. Yeah, I'm super pumped to have you. Um, and you and I actually know each other. We met before you joined HTC Vive, but we worked for a couple. It was a couple of weeks. We were colleagues at um, at HTC Vive. Yeah, I mean, and you know, one of the things I have to say is that uh, when I was first going into VR, you gave me like such a, a great like sort of foundation of like what to expect and how exciting it was. So I still appreciate that we were able to remain connected all this time. So, but like, yeah, it was it was a interesting time working uh, with you in HTC. Uh, it's it's still interesting, just like mm-hmm. the whole VR landscape in general. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I feel like it's evolved. Um, you know, you are. You know, I know you're. You're like one of my go-to gamers. Like you're very much in the gaming space. Uh, you've built kind of a brand for yourself in that space, um, pushing for more women in gaming, more diversity. Maybe tell folks a little bit about what you like, what you do at Sugar Gamers. Because yeah, you worked for Vive and you're doing some awesome work right now, but you're also the founder of Sugar Gamers. And you know, that's at the heart of what we're gonna be talking about, so. Nice, um, well, I started that, that company 11 years ago, uh, during the last recession, actually, in 2009. Wow. Um, and I was working in high-end luxury real estate, like like skyscraper type, uh, mm-hmm. you know, luxury homes and condos. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that, you know, because I was so young when I had started that career, I thought like, oh, the, the economy just, you, you work hard and it just goes up like this. And you just never dip. It never, it just, goes up. It just, just goes up. There's like upward trajectory. And so I was in for a interesting learning experience during the last recession. And it kind of took me back to my foundation, my roots. Mm -hmm. And I've always been a gamer. I've always loved games. But I look at games in a different way from, I think, a lot of people. Games almost sort of raised me. Uh, With my two Mm -hmm. older brothers, so many of my um, most important formative moments were with them while playing games. Like, wow. An example of this is my older brother sort of made me read out loud when we played Final Fantasy II. So I had to read all the parts and then he would read <laughs> parts. And, you know, when you're 10 years old, that really helps your reading comprehension. It helps, you know, for, for you to, you know, um, get comfortable just sort of speaking out loud. And I was a really kind of shy kid. So um, Metal Gear Solid sort of taught me critical thinking when I had to beat Psycho Mantis. Uh, In gaming in general, kind of taught me how to fail and Mm -hmm. and do um, sort of trial and error and be comfortable with what that is. So anyways, I started Sugar Gamers uh, 11 years ago because I just was shocked that I couldn't find anyone like myself represented in the video game space 
But I knew wow. so many, I thought there had to be women that loved games. And again, this is back in 2009. So this is pre-Gamergate. This is pre a lot yeah. of the conversations that we've been having. So sometimes when I say it, it sounds antiquated. Of course, we know that women play games and women are capable. Mm. But that marketing and that messaging was definitely not there 10 years ago. And I wanted to be a part of something that included women, people mm -hmm. of color, and a conversation that went beyond competitive gameplay. Because esports yeah. e is important, but I look at video games as an art form. I love that. Oh my goodness. But you have such a fascinating story. And by the way, we got folks, um, I asked folks to tell us where they were joining us from. This is Atlanta, uh, upstate New York, France, San Jose, Costa Rica, UK, Boston. Colombia, so we got like everyone, everyone that's awake right now. <laughs> right, that's so, awesome. So hi, hello everyone. So I love your story. I love that, you know, you, you created Sugar Gamers for that and that for me, it's like so awesome to see that positive experience of gaming because I'm a big proponent of gaming as, you know, a way to prepare children to solve problems, oh, to, yes. you know, exactly to fail, but come again and keep repeating and then try to win and try to get better at it. And instead of seeing it as, you know, they're locked in a basement all day, like, you know, I think obviously our concept of gaming has changed a lot, um, you know, through the years. So uh, maybe tell folks a little bit more about some of the things that you're seeing, obviously, because you've got, I mean, gaming is such a massive monster. I mean, okay. esports is a huge part, right? Everything that's happening in gaming, you know, Stadia, um, Fortnite, like, it just, it's such a massive monster. Maybe tell folks, what are the top three things that you're seeing right now with gaming that are really impacting you? Um, well, definitely the esports conversation. So gaming as a hundred and fifty billion dollar industry, um, you know, it's now being taken seriously. Everyone's looking at it, especially now during the pandemic. So yeah. what are we going to do to stay at home and connect with people and have a community and, and have fun? We're going to pick up our, our digital game worlds. So um, with that being said, video games are now starting to be looked at as more than just this entertainment for young kids. Yeah. It's, it's looked at, it's, it's, give, it's being given a, a, a bit more of a, a, a closer look, which I think is very important. Um, however, I think that in our mainstream media, there are some conversation topics that aren't as prevalent as I would like them to be. Like esports is all about winning, competition, yeah. money. Uh, you know, like how much did that teenage boy win when he <laughs> won the Fortnite competition? Three million dollars. Now, you know, there are parents who are paying mm -hmm. for coaches for their kids to be a, a pro gamer or paying for, you know, equipment so their their children can be professional streamers and streaming personalities and marketable in that way uh, yeah. as it pertains to, to games. And that is great. However, that is a sliver of this $150 billion plus industry. It's just a small sliver. And I think that we're missing out on a lot of very compelling conversations as it pertains to the video game industry by focusing in on just, just the, the competition and just just the esports which is important and i'm not mm -hmm. diminishing the importance of that conversation but like there are so many different types of games 
and types mm. of gamers, and which is what makes the video game industry so compelling, is that the diversity of types of gamers. Um, there are some gamers that like competition, but then there's some gamers that like puzzles. There's some gamers that mm -hmm. like area design, and that's what pushes them through a game. There's so many different components, so many different types of people that I would love to see more conversations explore that as well. And like the intellectual merits of gaming that come yeah. along with other conversations. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember when I read this, but I read something that, um, students that were gamers when let's say they went on to medical school and students that had been gamers or really enjoyed gaming um, had you know seemed to be more seemed to have a better skill when it came to surgery and practicing surgery because they were very used to you know using the, the controllers but also kind of that concept of paying attention to a lot of small details making changes fast when needed that sort of thing so what are you thinking about that i mean i, I you know for me and and come here come here Come here. I want you to say hi. This is my little gamer right there. He's hi, little gamer. Oh, my goodness. Adorable <laughs> what, what games, young what man. What games do you play? Tell oh, folks, what games do you play? Roblox, Minecraft. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Yeah. You made a little appearance. Okay, honey, you can go. All right. No, you can't have it. <laughs> he wants my phone to play Roblox. <laughs> so, um, anyway, guys, yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's, you know, it's living in the pandemic, we got to, you know, working at home with the kids. But that was perfect because, you know, he's my, he's my little gamer. Um, my daughter as well. Like, they, they love um, playing all sorts of video games. And you might find this interesting before we get into the whole, you know, gaming as a way to train people. Um, he, like, I was asking him and his sister, what they you know their thoughts on roblox and they said um i said what is roblox and they said it's community they didn't say it was a video game so that resonates with your experience and what you've been doing but let's talk a little bit about gaming and training etc and we'll talk about community as well and um well, and by the way guys sorry keisha and by the way uh anyone that has questions for keisha please you know put them in the comments um, I'm going to be reviewing them and, you know, we'll hopefully get to some questions because I'm sure folks are going to ask, you know, you have such an interesting backstory that I think folks are going to be asking questions. So let's do it. Awesome sauce. Um, well, it's interesting you brought up like uh, gaming and surgery here in Chicago. We have a company mm -hmm. called Level X who I've been mm. following closely. And uh, actually I met with them when I was working with HTC because they use a lot of VR uh products. Oh. So um, essentially, they're making games for surgeons. Uh, one of the games that I played was removing polyps from a colon, wow. which sounds and looks pretty gnarly. But that's like, so interesting that all of this is a simulation. I mean, all games are in, in, in whatever capacity that you look at it, uh, all video games are, are some sort of simulation for some sort of real life activity. Yeah. At least that's what I, how I look at a game. So to simulate something before you have to like commit to it, sort of practice the the failure, the trial and error, the you know getting uh, an understanding of the information that you're you're consuming is important. And Level X is is definitely a. a example of how they're making games or a gaming company but they're making it for a specific purpose so that mm -hmm. people in the medical industry can like practice and feel more comfortable with what they'll be doing in real life so it's the training on it is amazing um there's so many ways to yeah. look at games that even aren't necessarily for educational purposes 
and deconstruct them in such a way that you can have a conversation about how they're enriching. Uh, and it doesn't it doesn't matter what game that is. There is something to learn from yeah. every game, in my opinion. What are you playing right now? Are you doing are you playing Animal Crossing like? So I am not one of those people who have to play like the new hotness huh. right away. Like uh, I don't mind. Uh, and, I, and I like I'm old school. So I kind of if I'm not playing a couch co-op. I like playing games by myself. So, oh, wow. uh, you know, yeah, it's it's one of the, the things that relaxes me is escapism. I like narrative driven games and puzzles. So uh, the last game that I played is a game called um, Hollow Knight. Uh, and it was oh, a game. Okay, what's yeah, it about? It, it's it's a it's a it's a platformer on the Nintendo Switch. And basically you're a bug that has to explore this whole sort of you know, uh, world that has different terrain. It's a beautiful game. And it's it's a lot of critical thinking, a lot of discovery, a lot of adventure, a ah. lot of, you know, like sort of discovering new things by exploration. And so you have to be a little patient, but it's very gratifying and rewarding for your patience and for your exploration. So, and you're you're in all these different colorful environments from greenery to like crystals, uh, so on and so forth. And it's just a nice bit, of, very similar to Zelda Breath of the Wild, where you can just immerse yourself in a world filled mm -hmm. with fantastical forests and caves and so on and so forth. So like when we're stuck at home, I oh, want yeah. to escape to a world in which I'm not outside and interacting yeah. in, in that way. And it's not like taken away from me. Like, I wish I was there in real life. Like, it's not real. It's imaginative. So uh, Hollow Knight is the last game I played. I am playing Doom at times. It's like, which is a one player FPS. Yeah. So I'm not worried about people being like, oh, you know, like as soon as I, I spawn, someone is giving me a headshot. So like that's not fun <laughs> to me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I still play games, uh, but I, I play them. I tend to play them by myself, and I don't stream. So a lot of people <laughs> you like, should be streaming. You should. You'd be like, you'd have such a cool audience. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm on yeah. Twitch and I will start streaming. Uh, the company I'm working with now, Live CGI, mm -hmm. has some really interesting uh, software in which it's going to make streaming a lot more compelling for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, for the longest time, I've been resisting it because I'm a little bit introverted as it pertains to that. So. I still can't get over that. I had no idea until you said that earlier before we were, we were live. But um, I want to get to some of the comments that folks were saying. There were saying, you know, uh, games are the next social media or the oh, yes. future of social media. Um, also, you know, is, gonna, is Fortnite going to become the new internet? What are your thoughts on everything that's happening in Fortnite, like Travis Scott? I actually wrote an article in LinkedIn um, about how it's accelerating virtual presence. But what are your thoughts? Like, yeah, I mean, how do you I, see I, it? I, I love how Fortnite is a a platform to experiment with a lot of ideas, but the audience is still very young. Um, mm -hmm. So I was speaking to it, it, it. Does it is a great 
uh, sort of uh, platform to look at how people are communicating now, how the youth are creating their communities, how they're connecting with one another online in these virtual spaces. I think it's very compelling and very important mm -hmm. to keep an eye on. Um, however, like I, I was speaking to um, an 18 year old, a 19 year old, and I was like, hey, do you play Fortnite? He's like, I do, but that's kind of old. And I'm like, what? Really? He's like at 19, and he's a pretty, you know, um, popular streamer as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was like, at 19, you're, you know, that's old news. He was like, yeah, that's not for that's not what we're on anymore. We're on other games. And I'm just like, wow. Like I think a lot. Uh, he was mentioning Valorant, so mm -hmm. uh, that's like the next game that everyone's on. But I, I think that Fortnite is a is a great sort of story to look at, but it's not going to be everything. And it can't yeah. be everything. It shouldn't be everything. Um, but I think that it is sort of an example of what could be and how we mm -hmm. can connect. Um, I think that it's not necessarily for all audiences and age groups. And there are more games that need to reach millennials, Gen Z's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Generation X, whatever your age group is, no, no, no matter what, uh, where you are in life, uh, yeah. there is a gaming community for you. And that gaming community isn't just going to be Fortnite. So I don't know if that's a good point, you know, like, yeah, Fortnite can only become the internet if it encompasses all these audiences, which in my opinion, it hasn't just yet. Um, like, yeah, it's definitely made an impact on how we talk about games, how seriously we take yeah. games, uh, so on and so forth, how we look at communication, how we look at community. But I don't think it's the going to be the end all be all. End all be all. Well, that's really I mean, that's super interesting. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, you're you're doing some really interesting work. So with live CGI, maybe what can you share? Like, I know you can't share necessarily everything. But what are some of the like? What can you share about what you're doing? Like, well, is there I, anything? Is there any sneak peek or anything? Like, is oh, there anything you can share? Absolutely. I don't know. absolutely. Uh, so the software that we've been working on just, in my opinion, uh, sort of democratizes technology in such a way that it gives everyone access to like a virtual space or a virtual mm -hmm. avatar. And that's something that you know gamers really understand and people in production sort of understand, but like right now, so you already know about the uncanny valley, you already yeah. know where VR and AR can go. So instead of purchasing or, or buying into a whole traditional production studio where you have to have a brick and mortar space, green screens, lighting, cameras, people who have the, the the skill to to work all of that equipment you know you have to drive to that location so on and so forth what if you did it all in cgi and the unreal engine and and mm -hmm. different video game engines allow for that to happen in such a polished way and now you can like be in a very sophisticated uh polished studio that can produce um, you know, high production value content without going anywhere. And mm -hmm. because it's in CGI, you know, your imagination is unlocked. It doesn't have to fit into the box that most production mm -hmm. studios fit into because you can manipulate it in any way you want because it's a virtual world. 
Uh, So that to me is super compelling. So we've worked with uh, different companies from like Adidas, NBA All-Star, NBA 2K. Uh, We've been making like all these different kind of studios that like create a situation for brand continuity. And then the person that's in the studio can be an avatar. Like, so they can be whatever they want. So instead of, you know, like while we're talking about digital humans, like the whole Travis Scott thing was really interesting because it wasn't, it was a digital version of Travis, Travis Scott that could be the whole world mm-hmm. in, in Fortnite. Like he could be as big or as small, mm-hmm. or he can be, you know, any outfit, he could be doing any mm-hmm. mannerisms, like he could replicate himself. It was, yeah. you know, it was amazing to watch. So like, what if, you know, we all had access to that sort of uh, way of expressing ourselves? Like, I would love to just, like, get up and just have my avatar talk to everyone instead of, like, putting on any makeup and avatar that Uh, never ages or looks tired or, you know, Uh, anything. Um, So you have to get the roots done because we're getting captivity. (laughs) I mean, in quarantine, in quarantine, it just feels like captivity. (laughs) So, like, you you could be yourself in this virtual studio. You could be a CGI avatar. You can, you know, have, like, a sort of a green screen, sort of put yourself into the studio. And, like, the possibilities have been really, really exciting. Um, And, you know, right now we're all in these, like, sort of boxes as talking heads so that gives us a little bit more creativity and a little yeah. bit of uh, uh, power to differentiate ourselves from the other types of uh, uh, sort of productions that are currently available, especially now. But mm-hmm. if anything that this whole situation teaches us is that we don't have to you know, stick with the status quo of everything that we've done to move forward and progress. We can innovate now and we can actually put time and energy toward new ways of doing things. And that's pretty much what I I love most about live CGI because they're encompassing uh, technology that's usually in video games. And then we're able to, you know, stream it in real time to AR, VR, flash screens, whatever it, it needs to be. And it's, it's awesome. I'm glad to be a part of it and learn so much, you know, like I'm just learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a question here. Do you think that audiences will move around more as new games come out or will they lock into games similar to how we see it with social media, i.e. Snapchat um, in Gen Z, you know, FB is an, for all millennials, uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. Do you think it's going to be something like that or a little bit different? You know, I'm not necessarily sure because like, it, you know, looking at um, what's that? that law called Moore's law where technology mm-hmm. becomes uh, more accessible, easier to use. Like, you know, the, the, the mm-hmm. technology that we've used in the last 10 years, like, or last even, yeah, last 10 years, last 15 years, we have went from MySpace to wherever. Oh my right God, now, MySpace. That's right? Like you know, but oh. like, real talk, that's been like a pretty short period of time with everything that we've been exposed to, we've had access to, that we use to communicate, to create community. Some of those things have worked. Some of those things have died. Some of those things are more powerful than ever. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not really sure. And I don't, I think that we're all sort of looking for what is going to be next. Yeah. Um, I, I think that as we understand 
that even if you're just like a horrible human being, right? Horrible human being uh, and you don't care about uh, diversity or inclusiveness or anything, great. If you still wanna make money, the most universally compelling product is what is going to, you know, yeah. get hit. Like for example, Amazon. Like it doesn't matter who Jeff Bezos is because we're all probably gonna use Amazon and it's what it is, you know? So I think that whatever product comes out that like touches all of us and we can see a need in all of our lives mm -hmm. to use it, that's where we'll be. Um, and I don't know if that that platform has been created yet. And I think there's still a lot of room and a lot of space for mm -hmm. more to be sort of examined, more to be created. And I'm excited about that. Uh, that's why I'm in technology because there's mm -hmm. no sort of ceiling here as long as you have the, the intelligence, the creativity, the support, you can do a lot of different things, especially with everything that we have access to now. Yeah, I would say the only the closest thing that ever gets to that, I mean, some level would be WeChat. Um, just have, having spent time in China, like everything, you stay on WeChat a lot and you do a lot of things on WeChat, um, you know, but not from a necessarily from, from, like it doesn't do all, but it's like a super app. It's like the only app that I've seen where people spend, like do a lot of things in the app continuously. Uh, instead of jumping from one up to an, up to another, but we we do have a question. Do you think that wearables enter more into these games, fashion designers creating skins, AR, um, that sort of thing? So, do, do you think that? What What are your thoughts? I hope so. Um, <laughs> I think that my theory is uh, if we put more effort and energy into wearables, we can actually have more sustainable fashion. Um, it could actually end up being more green because we buy less because our clothes serve more function than just, yeah. you know, clothing us and styling us. Like if our, 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 it has some sort of connectivity to the internet or helps us mm -hmm. solve problems in some way. Um, I think that there's a lot of potential in wearables. Um, I think there's yeah. even more potential as it pertains to wearables in games, especially after working and VR and AR. It's like, mm -hmm. whoa, the things that you can do when you can get data from the components on your body. Uh, yeah. There is a significant amount of, of information there uh, that is very valuable to the consumer and to the, the manufacturer of you know these products that are yeah. getting this data. So I think that wearables are definitely going, or they need to, to be looked at a little bit closer. <laughs> I think there's yeah. so much opportunity there, uh, whether it's in games or not. Like um, uh, I was just, I just bought a game like in the last year with the ring, uh, it's like ring fit for oh, switch yeah. or something. Yeah. Super fun. And you like, you wear a couple of things and mm -hmm. you feel like you're really, it's a very engaging game. And that's not even the, you know, latest and great greatest of wearable technology. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's all interesting, but I, 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 for one, from what I've seen, think that there's a lot of potential there that is still somewhat untapped. Yeah, it, there's a question here actually kind of related. It says, what are your thoughts on the games industry linking to health and well-being? You mentioned escapism and outdoor environment environments while we're stuck indoors. Like what are your, it, it's kind of related to the wearables in some way, right? Because we're tracking certain things. Um, but what are your thoughts on that? 
Um, I, I think it depends. Like like anything, too much of a good thing can be bad. So uh, one of the things that has happened recently, like last year, we were having a conversation about the World Health Organization designating um, video game addiction to, to being mm -hmm. a, an actual issue. Whereas this year, they're saying that video games are actually good for us as oh. we navigate this pandemic. Um, I think at the end of the day, because of the diversity that exists in the gaming consumers, that question is hard to answer because you have to look at what types of games and what that game requires from the player um, and what that narrative is. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and there's so many different types of games out there that can uh, impact us, that could be good for us, but too much of it could be bad for us. Um, like, I, I know people who have like sort of given up their, their actual social lives for their virtual social lives, which isn't wow. necessarily a problem mm -hmm. until it is. Until, until it, like, you have to go to work and go to an office. Right. Who knows when, that, when that's gonna happen, so. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it's 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 interesting. And I, and I think that, that that question needs to be broken down a little bit as to like, who who's the consumer? How old are they? What games are they playing? Mm -hmm. And how often are they playing them? And why are they playing them? Uh, there's, you know, if you're talking about a person that wants to be a pro gamer in esports, those are just, a, you know, a few different genres of games. Whereas if you're talking about escapism, that's that's different. If you're talking about, you know, there, there's a lot here uh, to yeah. unpack. <laughs> well, here's a question from Age, a former Age out who used to work at Vibe, and he's, you know, a former colleague of mine from Magic Leap. He says, do you think our avatars can evolve further and develop, have strong emotional connections with one another? Will our avatars maybe mimic, be as close to our personal selves? Um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, because you you have quite a community in gaming. I mean, this is a deep, deep question. What are your thoughts? I believe that, yes, I, I think it's creepy, <laughs> but I think that uh, shows like Westworld and- um, mm. Oh gosh, I love that show. Right, they're not far off. As in, you know, once we realize how much data is out there about our lives, even if we want to be careful about the the information that we put on yeah. on the internet, it's like there's so much data about our our personal selves that we don't even think about that people can use yeah. to 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 make you know digital versions of ourselves. That technology already exists. Um, and we're just trying to figure out different ways to to navigate it and tweak it. So, and like, what are the 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 ethical questions that yeah. come from that? I think that we're already there, but the reason that we're not like full stream ahead is because like, who controls that data? Like, there's some issues there that are very horrifying to me, um, but we're here already. We've already, you know, big data is here. Mm -hmm. Like it, we're all on the internet, especially now. We're all downloading apps, not reading the terms of agreement, signing no away, right? Yeah. <laughs> signing away our privacy, signing away access to our data. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's here. It's here to stay. Uh, it's just a matter of who controls it and is it ethical and is it private? Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's important to have these types of conversations that we're having because we bring that to light and we say, okay, we need to talk about these things 
um, find, you know, set up best practices, figure out what the ethics are behind all this. So definitely, um, you know, definitely really important. Uh, we're getting some good comments. Edwin's saying dope show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Keisha is making it awesome. So um, what are, uh, you know, I always want to talk about the future, kind of what's coming. What are, like, what are, what are maybe two things that you can share that you're really excited about? Well, uh, yeah, virtual spaces is something that I am kind of curious about. I am excited about it too. Like, I don't get me wrong, I really do enjoy my real life spaces a lot and I miss them. But uh, virtual spaces is what I've been sort of immersed in for the past couple of years with live CGI. Like, what does it mean to have a virtual space? And what does it mean to have a realistic virtual space? Like we're all like playing with our Zoom backgrounds and sort yeah. of creating and expressing ourselves with these backgrounds. But like, you know, having worked in VR and you put on a headset and now you're in a, in a new world, like having access to create your world is, yeah. is very interesting to me. Um, what does a virtual space look like? And can we make a virtual space in which we can have more realistic engagement? Because there's for me, for me, there's something that's a that's yeah. a, there's something that's missing. Like, yeah, I get to talk to you right now, Kathy, and our little boxes, and I'm like, yeah, finally we're connecting. But like, it, there's something that my I'm longing for as far as a human physical, like, I see you, you're right there, I can pat you on the shoulder. You know, there's something about that. We can get a massage together, like we did at CES, at one CES. of those massage machines. <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> I dream about those massage chairs. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> yeah. So, backstory, guys, so I'm at CES walking the show floor, all of a sudden, you know, they have all these, like, massage share chairs throughout CES, and I look over, it's like, Keisha's in there, and I'm like, I cannot believe I ran into her. So of course, you know, you get your massage. I get my massage. That was hilarious. So it was yeah. great. It was great. Nothing, but... nothing like, yeah, I, I feel like in, you know, real person interaction is super important. Um, I do feel like social VR has allowed me during this time of the pandemic to also to feel a little bit closer to that. Not quite there yet, but almost there. Exactly. And that, mm -hmm. that's exactly what I mean. Like virtual worlds are sort of starting to create situations for that longing of connection to be lessened. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I'm really into virtual spaces and virtual expressions of ourselves. Like, mm -hmm. what does that mean? What does that do to our brains? You know, because like there's a continuity here that CGI can create. Um, and I'm not sure where it explodes, right? Where it's yeah. like, that's, that's what we needed to engage. But like, yeah, virtual environments, and, and, and virtual sort of, uh, you know, avatars for ourselves that do more than just be a picture or, you know, yeah. like where we can just like kind of put that as our, our, our face online. Um, it's interesting because I, I'm curious as to can, can, a, can CGI, can virtual spaces, can virtual avatars really almost take the place of real life engagement? I'm not sure, you know, I, I wanted to say for the longest time, like an absolute no, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. there are ways that we can get there. And I don't know if that's good or bad. We'll have to see. I mean, I'm sure there's people that will say it's good, we'll say it's bad, but um, so we're getting towards the end of the program. Um, I kind of want to 
make sure that folks know how to connect with you, where to find you. Like, what's the best way to connect with you? Uh, right now, I have a lot of information on my personal site, uh, which is gokeisha.com. Um, and then if you are trying to, you know, sort of understand what I'm doing in the CGI virtual space, you know, livecgi.com and in the community space, uh, Sugar Gamers. So I'm trying to do a lot of work here. <laughs> so, but I'm easy to find online if you just sort of Google Sugar Gamer or Sugar Gamers. I cut pop up. Um, if not, you know, just follow me on the LinkedIn. I'm I'm on social media. So awesome. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to say about gaming? Um, like anything else on your mind? Are you playing anything, Kathy? Right now, I'm not. I'm like managing my house. Um, you know what? No, but my latest escape was finishing. I finished it this morning. Uh, the Last Dance. I finished. It's like it's a it's a sports documentary Michael about Jordan. the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, Michael Jordan, of course. You're in Chicago. So, yes. Um, so I that's where I've spent my time. That is not related to cooking for my kids. To you know, working, trying to find a job because trying to find a job is a full time job. And I mean, you know homeschooling my children. I mean, it's virtual school, but it's just driving me nuts. So my escape over the last couple of days, in all honesty, has been the last dance. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Are you a sports fan? Kids, I, you know, I was a Michael Jordan fan, just because I guess that's the, that, you know, I was young during that time. So, uh, but my kids totally would come in and they're like, who's this Michael Jordan dude? And I'm like, oh, oh yes, it's like the most Michael amazing Jordan? basketball player. And then I said, Space Jam. And they, oh, Space Jam. Yeah, mom, we've seen pictures of Space Jam with Bugs Bunny. And I'm like, yeah, that's Michael Jordan. <laughs> thought that nice. was really funny. Nice. Yeah, they were like, oh, okay, mom, Michael Jordan. I'm like, it's Michael Jordan. Yes, so of course, like I can just wake up and live vicariously through everyone talking about <laughs> the last dance. Um, but when you get a box of time, and you want to have another discussion about all the games that I think, you know, can create positive vibes when you're playing them. I will be more than happy to share those titles with you because I have lots of games that I think, you know, can create different experiences. So if you do have a Switch, I recommend Gris, number one. So I try that game. Very relaxing. We do have a Switch and I love mystery mystery type of games. Mystery okay. Games, so. Okay. Let me know. All right. We're going right. to do this. Thank you. We are. We're going to do this. All right, girls. Take care. Thank you for being on Future Glimpse. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back in a couple months and talk more about the cool stuff you guys are doing. Thank you so much, Kathy. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Future Insiders podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and I'll see you in our next episode.